And I still believe that these problems can be solved. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. This is The Political Show. <laughs> Hey, 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 welcome to The Political Show right here on Active FM, where radio has never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Geeks, and with me in studio we've got... Gavin Enslin. And... The Black Knight. On The Political Show, where Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics. Red hot. Very, very, very hot. And we're here to give you the truth behind, or between the lines, or behind the headlines. Basically, and this week we are speaking about a quote that was made in two countries where these elderly people actually say that they would rather die of COVID-19, which is the coronavirus, than be alone. So we're going to be looking at the lockdowns in different countries, in different continents as well, and evaluating it. Have these lockdowns actually helped with the situation or have they made it Worse. Do you want to give a more brief outline of today's topic? If you look at the whole situation, you know, with the lockdowns and that, if you go back to March when the lockdowns were starting, and I mean, we were complaining. And one of the things that we spoke about was regarding the whole thing with the situation with the economy. In South Africa, the economy was already wrecked, you know, by the time the, the lockdowns were called. And it's, um, the, the way I'd like to put it, it's like you're on the Titanic, you've hit the iceberg, and uh, now you go rip some other plates off the hull of the ship. Um, so that instead of it sinking in four hours, now it's going to sink in one hour. So economically, the lockdowns have been a disaster. And yeah. people say, yes, but lives are more important than money. No, no. The thing is, people are now starving to death, you know, because of the lockdowns. And wars can come about because of the economic crises and collapses and all sorts of things that can go on. And, uh, you know, also people have lost their freedoms. So the lockdowns, if, if you're wanting to have a, a successful strategy against a disease, the lockdown's the wrong thing. Because the other thing is if people can't eat properly, it lowers their immune system and that increases their susceptibility to a virus like the coronavirus. It's not just that we're saying it now. We were saying it in March prior to us going into lockdown on the 26th yeah. of March. And uh, the reality is that, you know, when you look at all of these things, we haven't been proved wrong, mm. right? I haven't seen where we've been proved wrong. Yeah, and everything we predicted has come to pass. Yeah. So, you know, I think that the politics show is, is well known for being anti-lockdown. Yep, yep. And being ahead of the story. Being ahead of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is saying, hashtag stay safe, stay safe. Like We're saying, no, no, now we've got a dump pass. We're back to apartheid. <laughs> right. So that is what we're going to be speaking about. And it's always interesting. And you're going to hear from the Black Knight himself. You're going to hear what Pastor Gavin has to say and a bit of what I have to say as well. But we're going to be looking into articles that were actually released by people. No one forced them to write these articles, but based on research that they've done and looked at specific things, how lockdowns have actually impacted South Africa, people have brought out statements about how lockdowns have affected them in Europe, and we're also going to be looking at Nigeria. So 
keep listening. It's going to be really, really hot. This is the political show on Active FM where radio has never been better. October, there were 20 residents outside Greenlee, Carlo-based Fair Acres Manor, which is an old-age facility, rehabilitation facility as well in Colorado. That ha- So some of these residents were also in wheelchairs. That's how hectic it was. They were protesting in wheelchairs as well. So having signs that wrote, rather die from COVID than loneliness. Their, their signs also had prisoners in our own homes and give us our freedom. And what they basically said was that they want to be able to hug their grandchildren. They want to be able to hold hands with the loved ones and just be surrounded by their family and friends. But the lockdowns or the restrictions that they've put over these nursing homes and stuff has basically robbed them of that ability and they actually started protesting that. So what are your thoughts towards? There's actually been a similar article and some of these sentiments yeah. you know, that have been expressed by some older people here in South Africa. And the thing is, you know, the, the lockdown was actually proposed uh, by the government in South Africa and many other nations around the world as being purely a policy instrument used to allow the country to mobilize the health resources to be ready for the pandemic. And we were supposed to be in a situation where our hospitals were going to be overrun because of all the COVID-19 cases. Mm. Um, anyway, things did not transpire, as they said, <clears throat> not even close. We're still in October, which means we were still supposed to be sitting with 12 to 14 million active COVID-19 cases right now. Mm-hmm. That's what they were saying. Right, and it hasn't happened. So now all you're seeing in our press, if you go do a search, I think the two words that you'll find the most would be second wave. On ENCA earlier this week, I saw a, um, you know, that which is a news channel in, 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 in on the African continent. I actually saw an interview warning about the fears of a second wave. I, I don't care about a second wave. You know, there's plenty of illnesses. You can get heart attacks and strokes and you know all sorts of terrible illnesses that can go around. The fact of the matter is, you know, what is a far worse proposition is to get locked down again. Yeah. And it's almost like they're priming the population to try to get them to accept the lockdown again. Yeah. But the thing is, economically, the country can't sustain it. Yeah. And if the economy collapses and your food supply structures and all of that collapse, you're going to have far more of a disaster than what you're going to get because of this stupid disease. You know, I'm really, I'm really not trying to be funny. Yeah. Um, and so now also we say, right, we're going to lock all of these people in these old age homes. Because we, we want to keep them alive. Mm. We want to keep them safe. So, really? <laughs> really? Is it really working? So, so what? You, you, now I must be, you know, imagine if I'm in one of those homes. I must now sit in prison? <laughs> really? I mean, that, that's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, so I don't want to see my family because I might get sick. Really? Really? Yeah. What kind of a life is that? 
I mean, if you're going to be in a prison like that, you might as well be in a box in, in the mm. cemetery. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is uh, ludicrous. And it astounds me how people have accepted this. Yeah. You know, in so many countries around the world, our people just have accepted this. And people all say this statement, the new normal and all of this rubbish. Yeah. No, man, why does it have to be a new normal? There's been diseases ever since Adam sinned. Yeah. And there will be diseases until Jesus comes back. That's the bottom line. So we have to deal with it. We have to get on with life. And we're all going to die anyway. So you can't stave off death. Yep. Now, I just want to say something. I don't know if you're aware, but this week I was looking. Yeah. The U.S. hit a mark of about 60,000. The seven-day moving average, you know, for new infections was about 60,000 a day that it hit this week. You know how many were dying a day? How many? The, the seven-day moving average is just over 700, about 723 or something. Or 720s, you know, it's, it's in those sorts of figures, obviously going up slightly. So out of 60,000 people dying now, if you look at the seven-day moving average for how many people get infected every day, yeah. for, I mean, it hasn't, since April, it hasn't been below um, 50 to 60,000. Mm. And in addition to that, it dropped into the high 40s for a little bit. Mm. It never got below 48, 47,000. So out of 50 to 60,000, New infections you're getting for this disease every day. Uh, you know, so each day, 50,000, 60,000 get infected. Each day, between 500 and 1,000 die. Sure. Okay, so if 1,000 died, you'd be talking about 1 60th. Mm. 1 60th, Cynthia. Sure. Gigs. <laughs> Whatever. Sure. One, 1 60th, not 1 6th. Yeah. 1 60th. Mm. So, why the lockdown? And, and that's the people that test positive. We don't know how many never got tested and got the thing as well. Yeah. So, that, that's the other thing. Yeah. So, I mean, to lock down for that? Yeah. Really? Now, about the lockdowns, let's evaluate and see. No, really? <laughs> no, it's not, it doesn't make sense. I mean, it doesn't really make sense. So, now let's look at the lockdown in South Africa. So, we'll look at the lockdown in South Africa and Nigeria and the consequences and the impacts of the lockdown in these Can I just places. put it in, in perspective? Yeah. So, 50,000 a few weeks ago got infected. Yeah. Of those, um, 700 die. Which mm -hmm. means that of those, 49,300 survived. Locked down the country. <laughs> Right. No, 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 that's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, that is basically what. That's what saying. we're saying. Yeah. And if of these sixty thousand, a thousand of them die, so what? Fifty nine thousand survived. Now, now we locked down. How many people is that going to kill? That's true, and that's what we're going to be looking at. I mean, if you look at the lockdown that South Africa had. A lot of countries and, and places didn't even have such a big or such a strict lockdown as we had. And there were actually, South Africa was in inverted commas praised over the strict lockdown regulations and stuff. So obviously the lockdown had started on the 27th, the full lockdown. So from the 15th of March, they kind of like started putting in restrictions and stuff. And we saw it in the church services and, and things like that where they started putting in the restrictions. But from the 27th of March is when we went into very strict restrictions in South Africa and curfews were put and there was a whole thing about money coming in from the states and all of these things that were basically put but if you look at it in a whole if you look now we're sitting six months is it six months seven months later no it's seven months seven months later can we say that the lockdown has actually helped south africa and the answer is no 
the lockdown was a very bad idea. And obviously, the main reason that they put the lockdown was because of hospitals. They wanted to prepare the hospitals and things like that. Yeah, not let the health services be overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. And if you look at in South Africa, for instance, a lot of people went to hospital, especially the serious cases, was because of HIV, was because of TB. It was also because of cancer, and that was the majority cases in hospitals. But now since the lockdown and since the pandemic, and we're supposed to be increasing or opening up space for in the hospitals and things like that. But this is what we've basically seen due to the lockdowns in South Africa. There's been an incidence of malnutrition, especially amongst children. And now they're more susceptible to COVID. Yes. Uh, who did not benefit from the school feeding program during lockdown. And I'm reading from an article that was released a week ago. And this article was basically supported by the Centre for Global Development in Europe and London, UK. And they've basically seen that, that so there's been an increase of malnutrition, especially amongst kids, because they would get, and we spoke about this in the political show, Fast Gavin has spoken about this in, in the Situation Room on YouTube as well, where there's a lot of kids that get fed at feeding programs and because of lockdowns they haven't been able to do that. There's been an increase in mortality due to HIV and TB as a consequence of disruption of treatment programs. TB has been horrendous. It has been horrible. The amount of deaths has been more than covered yeah. in South Africa this year. Yes. And you know what, no one's talking about it and TB is a far more serious disease than COVID-19. Yes it is. Sorry with all due respect, Mr Mkize, the Minister of Health, we don't lock down for TB. Mm. If you get TB, unless you get treatment, you're going to die. Yeah. And there's been a disruption to vaccination programs with possible associated uh, disease outbreaks. I support outbreaks. that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I don't trust these vaccines. This one we've also seen is a disruption to maternal and infant care resulting in increased mother and infant mortality. I mean, seriously. Yeah. It's supposed to be a happy moment. Now the mother and the child, or the mother or the child die. Because there's no help for no. them and, and stuff. And then there's also been a disruption to cancer treatment and surgery. And an outbreak of infectious diseases associated with poverty, malnutrition and disruption of vaccination. The last one is reduced life expectancy at birth as a consequence of all above. So all of that is the result of a seven-month lockdown, the strict lockdown that they, they were praising South Africa for and saying that, hey, you're doing a good job, lock these people down. This is the consequence, just seven months of the lockdown, this is the consequence of the lockdown. And the article carries on and says that lockdown in a continent such as Africa is not good because Africa is populated with a lot of people and the living situation within Africa obviously does not work for lockdown. And we're going to carry on discussing this in the next segment. Yeah, I just want to say one thing. Do you know how many people die in South Africa every day? No, I don't. It's over 1,400. Sure. Do you know how many people die every hour in South Africa? How many? It's about 62 or 64. Sure. So, if I learn something, I die of COVID-19. Sure. Um, just, just, you know, just to match the death rate. And obviously, if yeah. people die of COVID, some of them would have died of something else anyway. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we've got to have 10 times the death rate. Yeah. To just match our normal death rate. Exactly. People don't think that people die every day. Yeah. 
and there's still far more people dying of heart and strokes and cancer and I mean TB the last I heard it it's well over 40,000 it died sure since the lockdown since the lockdown alone so this is within seven months but just to get you on a cheery note and a happy note here's a song by Active Worship the amazing Active Worship called Take Us Back Take Us Back pre-lockdown please Active Worship (laughs) before lockdown Active Worship (laughs) Take us back by act of worship. Begin. 
Find us on the gram, you feel me? Instagram at Active Worship, we on books, you feel me? Facebook, click the follow since you're in it, keep listening. Apple Music, oh, it got you dancing, keep streaming. Spotify, it got you smiling, keep streaming. Oh, and Deezer, got your moves looking easy, cause we cool like that. Search Active Worship and listen, cause we cool like that. Christ music is hot music. <laughs> Check out the amazing music by Active Worship on all platforms. So obviously we looked at the the consequences of lockdown in South Africa. Now to quickly look, because I spoke about the fact that they've actually proven that lockdown in Africa did not work. And also because a lot of the population in Africa is a very young population and we would have survived, basically, the pandemic or whatever. And if you look at Nigeria, so Nigeria obviously had a lockdown as well, but they didn't have a very strict lockdown like we had. So some states had three to four days a week of lockdown, 
where they had curfews and things like that, but they didn't have a very strict lockdown like South Africa had. And their, their, the impact of their lockdown, if you look at the farm labor availability, the restrictions on movement of people reduced availability of hired labor on farms. For example, many hired workers during the planting season in Ugan State, located in, the south, in southern Nigeria, often came from other states and the lockdowns were implemented at the start of planting season in southern Nigeria. Consequently, land uh, preparation activities were severely affected by a shortage of hired labor. This disruption also resulted in drastic uh, reduction in area cultivated to crops in southern Nigeria. And then another thing to quickly look at is the impact of the lockdown on agro-input availability. The lockdowns have also negatively impacted agro-input and credit accessibility. For example, poultry feed millers in southern Nigeria experienced reduced access to maize, a very important input to poultry feeds that it's sourced from northern parts of the country. In addition, smaller area cultivated to maize in southern Nigeria due to labor shortage further reduced the availability of maize for poultry feed production. This led to a spike in price of maize from 90 nairas per kg in March to 172 nairas per kg in the middle of August. Consequently, many feed millers had to either shut down their operations or are operating below capacity Furthermore, reduced working hours, number of customers attended to per day, and selective branch closures by banks negatively impact credit accessibility, especially long queues were noticed at bank entrances. And those are just two major, those are major impacts of the lockdown, and they don't have a very strict lockdown like we had in South Africa. Yeah, I think we need to listen to the black nut on this one. Yeah. Because, learn it, sir. I mean, that was the impact in Nigeria, which sounds like they had a wimp of a lockdown. I mean, it was only certain days of the week. You know, compared to us, it was a week lockdown. So what are your thoughts? Um, so listening to, to the articles, and I also went, went on to just check um, what was happening with the whole Nigeria thing. So one thing I saw is that the whole lockdown for them, I don't understand, because even now, like you were saying that with our debt rate, with just um, tuberculosis only, we have like a thousand people dying. In Nigeria, with, with the pandemic, the last recorded news deaths for the latest, which they had, it was 118 people. And those are just infected people. We're not just talking about people who are dying or something like that. And if you have to, if you break it down into states, you'd actually see that you actually, from, from each state, you probably have like, um, a, a range of 500 people getting infected and to Nigeria. in Nigeria and to like lock down the whole country you know what I mean just for that and now we, we also have people got a very bad <laughs> you know what I mean and now we're looking at things like I think I knew already that because with the news that used to come out that Nigeria does have a food production problem already and now the lockdown came at a season where they were supposed to um, plant and and do all of these things. Already that's killing them already. So I think we, we did speak about this to say that uh, the lockdown is going to kill more people than the virus itself. 
with the whole thing of people who had advanced in age to to want to see their families uh, i think it's right that they do that because already they're in that old age home that's like a waiting place to go to heaven so what do they have to lose and why, why take the last moment that they have with their families away like such things don't make sense and i think sometimes it's actually a selfish move this whole lockdown things it's a selfish move because the world health itself said that the country should stop using this as a way of their political gain and i still think all of this is political so yeah it's it's amazing i think this <laughs> is these been, things are amazing i think this has been the most political illness ever all right I mean, I think they said before that HIV was the most political illness ever, if you know what I'm saying. But I think this, this really takes the cake, you know. Um, the, the lockdowns have been a political instrument to bring socialism. Yeah, that is that, That's my opinion. It's an opinion. It's not the opinion of Active FM or any of the directors or whatever. Whatever. It's just my opinion. Yeah. Now, if we look at lockdown, carrying on looking at the effects of lockdown, and we obviously now looked in Africa. Now, in August, a group of NHS leaders said they were seeing... The a NHS, rise. that's in the UK, right? Yeah, that is uh -huh. in the UK. Say that they were seeing a rise in people reporting severe mental health difficulties, while charities including Mind, Samaritans and Calm have also said they have seen an increase in people coming to them for help. So since the lockdowns in the European countries and in UK and all of these things, they've actually seen a rise in mental illnesses and people have developed eating disorders and people in inverted commas have become more they've become more what's the word introverted basically they've become more introverted and have kind of forgotten how to socialize and how to be in a crowd of people and that is what has been caused and they've seen a rise in that in the European countries and stuff and that's been caused by the lockdowns that have happened so what are your thoughts on that so Pascal you can give us your thoughts on that and then Black Knight your thoughts look in terms of the economic fallout that's come as a result of these lockdowns I think we you know what, what happens is obviously, you know, when they dropped the bomb on Hiroshima yeah. and Nagasaki in the, in the Second World War. So obviously you had the initial bloodshed. So initially a lot of people died. Mm -hmm. And then what happened thereafter um, was this was the real second wave. So forget about the second wave of the virus. Let's look at the real second wave that happened. People started developing tumors and all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. And many, many people who weren't killed by the initial bomb died afterwards. The same as with 9-11. Obviously, 3,000 people died that day. But you know, all the firefighters and the cops and all those first responders and even many of the people who were just working there, you know, with all of the smoke, with all of the dust particles and all of that stuff, you know how many of them ended up dying of cancer? Sure. Between 2 to 15 years later. The, the death toll there is, is absolutely and utterly astronomical. And so the same thing in terms of what's going to happen, the economic fallout. Um, we're going to see a second wave of that. And I think the world has no idea yet what, what's going to happen because you, you can't cut all the income of everyone and then in turn cut all the income of the government. Then the government spends more money and think everything's going to be okay. They're piling up huge debts. And I don't know, people think the system can just carry on like this. So that, that, that's actually the problem. And people, because of fear, have really not thought this thing through. 
And uh, just to, to speak about what you're saying with the whole people having mental issues, I think we did cover it on, on the show. We, we did say that um, a lot of people are going to have mental issues. Um, uh, yes, we were talking also about the whole fact that they have taken away alcohol and all of that and people were, were actually dying. We, we know of situations, of cases of people, um, women being beaten in their houses, the parents, the father of the house, obviously they, they have stress and whatnot. And I think this is also a tactic that we, we, we know that Satan uses that tactic where you, you divide and conquer. And I think it's also a, co <laughs> a communistic tactic also. So I'm not saying, uh, okay, if, yeah, if they're used by Satan, I'll understand. Because thing, one thing I know for sure when I, when I read my Bible is that I see, I see that's how Satan actually gets people. He gets you alone and then he finishes you alone. And... That's what that's what the lockdown has done. Like Pastor has said, it's 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 actually gonna I think it's gonna be more than just the bomb itself because yeah, we people are already feeling it now that they have opened the businesses and stuff. Businesses are actually seeing right now that they can actually make it and they've brought some people back on back on board, but they actually have to release them now again. So it's actually hitting them and it's just starting now. We're still going to feel this. I, I believe that we're still going to feel it. We just, we haven't felt anything yet. Yeah, just, um, you know, in terms of that, these guys with the lockdowns, it reminds me of that organization, you know, that uh, Islamic organization that took over parts of Syria and Baghdad and, you know, all of yeah. in Iraq, not Baghdad, but Iraq and all of those places. And so when you think about lockdown, you think, I sis. <laughs> ISIS. <laughs> that was funny. Sure, that was very funny. <laughs> I was about to ask, are you talking about ISIS? So I'm glad I didn't ask that because would have stuffed up the I would have cracked. <laughs> yeah, but just to quickly close off, I mean, we've been against the lockdown from the very beginning, from the moment we heard that they, they, there's yeah, lockdown. Yeah, we couldn't see it working. And the, the organization that was completely for lockdowns was who? <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> you know, the WHO, World Health Organization. Yes, the who, World Health in Organization. In case any of you are slow that are listening to this show. So the World Health... not to go out to laughing. <laughs> so... I, I didn't catch it. <laughs> <laughs> so the World Health Organization was completely for the lockdowns. They were pushing governments and things like that. But they've recently... So, backtrack. So Dr. David Nabarro basically said that they're appealing to the world leaders to stop using lockdowns. They say it's a method of control, but they're basically saying that lockdowns are no longer working. And just to end this off, Donald Trump then tweeted and he said that the World Health Organization just admitted that I was right. Lockdowns are killing countries all over the world. The cure cannot be worse than the problem itself. Open up your states, Democrat governors, open up New York, a long battle, but they finally did the right thing. Open up your state, ANC. Yes. EFF, get out of our business. Right. Yes. So lockdowns are definitely not working, and that's where we are putting our foot down and saying no. This is the political show where Christ politics is. Hot politics. Hot politics. <laughs> Hello guys, I'm Rika, I'm Antoinette, and we from Open Doors, we're visiting Active FM. So in 1 Timothy 6 verse 9 to 10, it says, 
But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Looking at the whole process, you know, with the lockdowns and all of those sorts of things, one can really see that the reason why people have been able to be manipulated by this, and I mean even including probably many of the government officials into doing lockdowns, is because people have this overriding thought, I want to preserve life, I want to preserve my wealth, um, I want to, you know, I want to keep all my money, I want to live for my cause, and, um, you know, I, w I want to live for maybe sexual pleasure and uh, maybe, you know, a nice big piece of cheesecake. <laughs> I mean, the, the cheesecake one's a problem, eh? Isn't it? Okay, maybe. I mean, that, that's like tempting, eh? Yeah, it's a booty roll. If you don't know oh, what a booty roll is, yeah. it's a... It's a big sausage. Yes, it's a sausage Pura vos. Yes, pura vos is our sausage. Yeah, pura yes. is farmer. Vos is um, sausage. <laughs> tiny, it's the closest thing. Yes. But it's a unique sausage. Yeah, so it's like it mince. It's a mince, yeah. Yeah. But it's amazing. So for us, it yes. would be a brutal yes. Yeah. But, um, you know, so you go and you live for all of these sorts of things. It becomes a problem. And the thing is, if you live for that, then you're not living for God. Yeah. And what he actually says here is that if you long to be rich, then you fall into temptation and you're trapped into many foolish and harmful desires. In other words, there's no telling what sin you're going to commit. Mm. Now, I sure. mean, people, governments and the people all went for the lockdowns because they're trying to save themselves from a disease. You can't save yourself from disease. Th that was a fallacy, all right? And, and I suppose you could still think of the logic, you know, if they're just trying to get the hospital systems ready and stuff. But the, 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 the argument then changes. Yeah. It was obvious it was going to change. So now, you, you know, you can go into many different areas. You know, someone who's married going into an affair, uh, people stealing so they can get more money, people using less than subtle means to obtain positions of power and all sorts of things like that mm -hmm. that they shouldn't have. Um, all of these things bring us to a position, the Bible says, of ruin and destruction. Mm -hmm. Ruin and destruction. I mean, if your life is characterized by ruin and destruction, then you've got a problem. Yeah. And um, now the desires are harmful. And then it also says that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Yeah. And so here's the thing. He says people that have... You know, people that crave money have wandered from the faith. And then this is the, the key thing. They've pierced themselves with many sorrows. In other words, they've stabbed themselves with many sorrows, many mm. griefs, many trials, um, you know, depression and sadness and regret and all sorts of horrendous things that come upon people, um, you know, tragedies that take place and all sorts of things. This has happened to many people because they've wandered from the faith. Yeah. God is the best thing there is for you. There is nothing better for you than God. And so yeah. I really want to encourage you, you know. You know, lockdown's not going to save you. All right? Not, yeah. You getting involved in fighting a lockdown is not going to save you either. You know, at the end of the day, you've got to get to God and get the gospel out there so that people are not going to be tossed around so easily by fear, mm. you know, in all sorts of ways. So that is just the word for today. We've got to trust the Lord with all of our might and with yeah. everything that we have. And, and don't worry. You'll see in the end. God will bring to justice what needs to be brought to justice, and God will bless his own. Amen. Yeah, amen. You will plant in a famine, and you shall reap a harvest yeah. when there's a famine. Amen. 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 Believe that. Put your faith in God. Amen.
Amen. That is exactly what we needed to hear after the lockdowns. You remember you can catch our shows on our different platforms. We're on Instagram at ActiveFM777. We're on Facebook forward slash ActiveFM. And we're on Twitter at ActiveFM. And we're also on Paula at ActiveFM. So you can catch our awesome, awesome social media posts and comment on our posts and get links to our shows on those our platforms and then if you want to download our shows you can go on to www.activefm.co.za you can also go on to google Podcasts and apple Podcasts, and we're also on spotify so get downloading send the show share the show tell your whole world about it because what is better than Christian politics. Amen. Nothing is better than Christian politics. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Geeks. And with me in studio, we've got... Gavin Enslin. Pastor Gavin Enslin and the Black Knight. And here's a song by Planet Shakers called Turn It Up, the Remix Deluxe. You are here. You are here. You are here.
Active FM. Radio has never been better.